Welcome to the Dissing My Ability podcast. I am your host, Ken Meeker, and in this week's episode, we are continuing the conversation that I had with my guest, April Alexander, where we are discussing the topic of mental health and how it intersects with disability. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, empathy and compassion go a long way. And because at some point, we're all going to need it on our side as well. Yeah. It doesn't, as long as you're getting help from a professional that is equipped to handle whatever it is that that you're dealing with, whether it be anxiety, depression, any other sort of, you know, mental illness or condition, it doesn't matter whether it's clergy, doesn't matter whether it's a therapist or a counselor, as long as it's somebody who is equipped with the tools that you need to get better and to be well, that's what matters is seek whatever the help is that is going to align with you and your values and what you need. Because I think that there's often a stigma associated with going to see, you know, a therapist or a a psychologist or something like that, especially, and this is certainly not me knocking religion, but that that's not within sort of their their, their frame set or their mindset of where help comes from. But that's what your clergy is for. And it's okay to get help because they are equipped. (laughs) Well, exactly. I mean, and they they know, well, and you're right, it's very, um, in it's on an individual basis, what, what help you need. And sometimes you need a little bit of everything, you know, like I have a therapist and I'm also a woman of faith. So that's very important to me. My medication helps a great deal, Yeah, but there are folks that are adverse to taking medication and that's okay. You know, you can build your network as you see fit and you know, reach out to the people, you know, will be able to help you best. Absolutely. Yeah. There's just, there's no blueprint for it. It's, it's completely different. Yeah. The the important thing is to say something if, if, and to be open to, and also, as you said, recognize it in other people. You know, how many times have you and I, you know, because, you know, we're close to it, that we have reached out to each other because we recognize that there's been a change. Oh yeah. We know each other so well. I know there were several times just over text. You're like, what's wrong? Yeah. You just knew, you know, and that's so important. Recognize it. Yeah. Because it's- we're, yeah. We're, and we're comfortable enough with each other to be able to say, Hey, Ken, I haven't heard from you in a while or what's going on. That didn't sound like you. And we're very blessed to have each other in our lives to be able to do that. And, you know, I, my wish is for everyone to have a person like that in their life that they can turn to. Agreed. Agreed. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, one of the reasons I started this, as you, as you know, that I started this podcast is I want people uh, in a general sense to feel seen, heard, acknowledge that they are not alone in this world. And oftentimes, especially when it comes to mental illness, you feel so alone and so isolated that nobody understands and nobody gets it. And while the individual circumstances of each person, nobody can fully understand what you, an individual is going through because it's always personal. There are people that understand what it's like to suffer and to go be in that state of mind mm-hmm. for themselves. And with that, it's okay and to reach out for help because there are people that want to help, that are equipped to help. And so sometimes that's the hardest thing is just to, be like, you know what? I can't handle this on my own. And that's so hard for people, you know, some people to admit. Yeah, because yeah. of the ramifications that, you know what? 
people are going to look at me different. They're not that, you know, I'm, I'm weak if I do this or, you know, I, I, I or that, or this sense of, I should be able to handle this on my own. No, exactly. And, you know, I think a lot of that's generational too. Um, you know, somebody very dear to me when I was suffering with anxiety at 19 and I was scared and I thought I was losing my identity and, you know, I was going through a whirlwind of emotions and, you know, I went to a family member to ask for help and they told me buck up. Yeah. You know, and I don't hold that against them because that's how they were raised and they thought they were being helpful. But, you know, you've got to recognize that, you know, that that's not a solution and you've got to do better. And so I promised myself going forward that if I had someone come to me with concerns that were very important to them, we would try to find solutions together rather than telling them to, to buck up, to toughen up, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the worst things that anybody can say to somebody else is get over it. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, because that, that can be uh, destructive and cause so much harm um, just to tell somebody, because that's the complete lack of empathy is, is what that is when you tell somebody that to just, just get over it. It's All dismissal. Right. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly dismissive. It's incredibly dismissive. So that leads to another question. So how has your experience been with finding the right help, whether it be a therapist or how have you gone about that in a way that has aligned, helped you to align and find the right person? Because I know that that is something that a lot of people can struggle with sometimes. And I know you and I have talked about this before, but I'm hoping you could share just a little bit about why it's so important not to get up, give up on finding help. That's a great question. Um, I went through a few different therapists before I found the one I'm with now. And some of my friends that don't want to go to therapy say that it's because they had a bad experience with a therapist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people are going to have different needs and different ways of communicating. And that includes with professionals. And, you know, when I wasn't finding what I was looking for, I remember reaching out to you Mm -hmm. um, and saying, Hey, how did you find your therapist? How did you know it was a good fit? You know, what, what do I need to look for? And I took that advice, you know, look at um, what they specialize in. Um, set up a consultation, see how you guys communicate with each other and make sure that they're equipped to address your specific need. And I just never gave up. And I, um, when I felt like it wasn't a fit and I didn't like the, the vibe I was feeling, if you will, I immediately tried a new therapist and I had to go through a few, but when you find the right person, you'll know, because you should be able to be a hundred percent comfortable with, um, you know, sharing your experience and they should be able to provide tools suited for your specific needs. Yeah. And, you know, if you're not sure about finding someone, all I can say is go out there and give it a shot. And if you know people in your network, in your community that have a good therapist, talk to them about how they found them, you know, and, and get advice from them on where to look, Uh, you know, just reach out and be very open about it and don't give up because I guarantee 
there's a therapist out there for everybody. That's so true. Because uh, I remember, you know, having that conversation, you're like, how did you get somebody that's so good? And I was like, well, you just have to keep looking and you have to find the one that, that really does just feel right. Yeah. And I know that's that that's pretty vague, but when you can go in and sit with the person and they let you talk and they know what to ask in a way that is comfortable where you feel like you can have that conversation with them where there's no judgment where they're not trying to solve your problem for you i think is also really important because effective therapy is you solve yourself your or you you work on it yourself you have the tools they are not trying to fix you i'm so glad you brought that up that's so true like they're empowering you they are yeah. giving you the tools you need because you already have what you need to, um, how do I put this? You already have the tools that you need. You just need to be reminded of that and they need to point those out. You have the strength to take on these problems. They just show you how to tap into that strength. Yeah, yeah. They give you, you know, it's a toolbox. Yeah. That, you know, and, and you have the tools. It's just, you're not, you know, you're using a hammer where you should be using a screwdriver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or what is that? I don't know how to use yeah, that. Yeah. What exactly. is that weird thing? And, yeah. it, you know, I've had, you know, several, I've had a lot of therapists over my life. And I could count on one hand how many of them have truly, truly, truly helped me. Because if it doesn't work, it, I don't, I don't continue to see them. It's like, you know, no disrespect to them. They're just not a good fit. And they will understand. That's the thing. It's like, anybody who's a professional will understand when it's not the right fit and they will not hold it against you they will be okay with that because they recognize that sometimes it's just not the right fit and so taking the time to find that person is worthwhile because when you do it makes all the difference yes it does don't give up Keep yeah, def- absolutely absolutely don't give up so because it, it's it's not like you said it's not linear having you know any sort of mental illness that peaks and valleys and sometimes it can creep up and just kind of be like hello i'm still here yeah um, what tools or what have you learned as you've gone through you know over the years to help to recognize when your anxiety is starting to manifest maybe a little bit more and so so it doesn't become this huge giant monster as it, as it would, you know, previously before you had the tools that you now have. I, you know, the most important person you talk to every day is yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know when my anxiety is starting to rear its ugly head based on my self-talk, you know, like when I start the, you know, oh, you know, don't try to accomplish that goal because you're just going to give up anyway. Or, you know, I listen to that self-talk and I know to recognize it. The minute it starts to get deconstructive and negative is when I need to take a step back and I need to find where I'm triggered because something has obviously triggered me to let that anxiety rear its ugly head. And while I'm pushing through the anxiety, I try to look at everything from like 30,000 feet. I try to Mm -hmm. take a step back, look at everything I need to accomplish or face that day and look at it in the big picture. 
and take it one step at a time, you know, like menial tasks, like laundry, for instance. I mean, it can seem impossible when you're dealing with anxiety and you're going a mile a minute and, you know, trying to get past it. And so what I do is I either perform tasks in 15 minute intervals where I make myself concentrate for 15 minutes and then I allow myself a mental health break or I do things in fives. Like, wow, I've got this whole load of laundry I need to fold. Well, I'm going to fold five things at a time. And if I feel like continuing after that, great. If I don't, I'm going to allow myself to step back because I have accomplished that. Mm -hmm. So I just take things into bite-sized pieces and deal with it in very small amounts at a time and try to consider the big picture and um, try not to obsess about the negative self-talk and the just the general anxiety of being able to function. Yeah. 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 Making, taking everything and making it into more manageable pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For what I tend to do, it, that's a great, great method of, of addressing that state of mind where you're like, I'm not going to do anything at all because it just seems too like too much. Yeah. I, te- uh, what I do, that's a, that's something that that's an excellent exercise. I also tend to, try to separate what's real versus what's imaginary and oh, be like, okay. Great. And be like, okay, well, all right. Cause the negative self-talk is it's awful. And so I try to take, like you said, take a step back and look at it from a, from a 30,000 feet. And this is something, these are tools that, you know, I think both of us have obtained through therapy. <laughs> this is yeah. not something that came that I just knew. Oh, this is what I mean. This is stuff that I've learned through therapy is a ways of managing it and handling it because like it's managing it's not getting rid of yeah managing exactly because it doesn't go away and i think that that's important to acknowledge that it doesn't ever fully go away but it doesn't have to be this big giant monster that's always lurking over you like ha 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 i'm coming to get you today yeah exactly you know there's certain things that we deal with that are permanent you know and that can be physical health ailments or mental health and it's just it's something that becomes part of your new normal. And like, like you said, you learn to manage it and you learn to turn it on its head and use and use it as um, a stepping stone to grow and to help other people. Yeah, because anxiety doesn't have to be always bad. It can be a good, it can be a helpful thing yeah. sometimes. sometimes. Um, yes. It's just that when it gets out of control and it becomes this monster and that's when it's definitely not helpful. So any other sort of tidbits of useful uh, or nuggets of information or tips or advice on the subject of mental health and well-being that you would like to share? You know, like I stated earlier, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to talk about it with, you know, your medical professional. Um, If you have come across a therapist that you don't like that isn't a good fit it's okay to keep trying until you find that fit um and you know for professionals out there in the workforce i think it's very important to keep an eye on your coworkers recognize patterns and habits and make sure that you ask the question are you okay how can i help how can i be of support to you today And I think if we all realize that it takes a village and we're not alone and we lean on each other for support, we might find that we're able to turn around this 
negative narrative around mental health and realize that it's just as important as med- as um, physical health. And we can, um, we can live better together. Yes. I like that. I like that a lot. And so where can people find you and reach out to you if they wanted to uh, connect with you? Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, you can just Google me, April Alexander. Uh, I'm also on Instagram. I'm uh, april.alexander77. Um, on Instagram, you're going to find mostly just pictures of my dog, but um, <laughs> she can help a lot with anxiety and brightening your day. So. <laughs> I know all about that. I know all about that. So, you know, our, our animals are, yeah, they're our family. That's for sure. Yes. And so... Um, I just want to thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation that I think is so, so, so important. Um, and while, you know, it's not, you know, mental health is one of those things that can cause immense suffering for people and it can uh, prevent them from living their full best lives. And having these conversations just makes it a, a little bit easier for people to not have to suffer, I think, because they don't feel like they're alone in that in their in their in their battle with it so thank you so 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 much for coming on and and having this conversation well and thank you for having me and thank you for this podcast I think it's so important and it's enlightening and it builds community and um I know it's a great resource for me and others so thank you thank you thank you very much that means a great deal so this has been the dissing my ability podcast I am your host Ken Meeker Please share, like, and subscribe. And as always, please be kind to yourself and to others. Thank you.